What are the secrets of those extraordinary individuals that have achieved extraordinary success? Listen to their stories, discover their knowledge bursts, make those connections. Get ready. It's time to start moving forward. John Lim here, and I'm really excited because we're moving forward today with Damian Horn, a minister, philanthropist, and award-winning musician. He's also been a featured speaker at SXSW and two TEDx events. How are you today, Damian? I'm doing great. Uh, how are you doing? Uh, doing fantastic. So great to have you on the show. Really excited for you to share your story. I mean, and you have quite an interesting one. So share with our listeners a little bit about your background and how you got to where you are today. Well, I'm originally from Hickory, North Carolina. I, I grew up in a blended family of 12 children. Uh, wow. Ra- yeah, raised Where by do you fall in the order? I'm number seven in that litter. Oh, so you're, you're almost in the middle. <laughs> yeah, yeah, pretty much, yeah. And so uh, I, I grew up uh, in Hickory, North Carolina, uh, kind of just in the projects there. And, and I was raised by my mom. And, uh, you know, just at a very early age, just kind of saying a lot of negative things, you know, death and destruction around me. I I lost one of my older brothers when he was 19. He was murdered. And I would go on to lose another older brother and two of my younger brothers Mm. uh, be incarcerated for 10 plus years apiece. So this is kind of what I was seeing all the time growing up. And, uh, you know, a lot of times when you're in that type of environment and you see that all the time, you kind of feel like, okay, well, those are the only options I have in life. So. You know, in the beginning, you know, the outlook on life for me didn't seem as bright as a lot of people, you know, would think it would be. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. I mean, how did you deal with that? And, you know, obviously, you must have had a great support system because you had so many siblings around you. But I can't imagine losing, you know, two of your siblings like that. I mean, that just uh, I mean, how did you get through that? Well, a, a lot of it, you know, is is from my faith that you know that I mm-hmm. that I found really early, and then you know, my mom just is a phenomenal person oh, and, and just yeah. such a strong person herself. She's one of sixteen children, so she's she oh, had wow. experience with. with <laughs> I can imagine family. your family reunions unions oh, must be like <laughs> it is. It is crazy. That's awesome, me. though. Oh, that's great. And so, so talk about, you know, what was your journey like? I mean, you do so many amazing things now and, you know, minister, philanthropist, award-winning musician. So fill in the gaps for us. I mean, what was the road for you like? Okay, well, you know, I, I eventually graduated from high school. I was the first one in my immediate family to graduate from wow. high school. And, and and I always knew I wanted to uh, be kind of in the entertainment field. You know, I, I enjoyed creating and writing music. And so, you know, being from a small town of Hickory, you know, I, re- I remember seeing on television, if you wanted to make it big in the, in the industry, you go to Hollywood, California. Yeah. So I packed up everything I had right after I graduated from high school and I moved to LA. Wow. But, well, um, Damien, I gotta, I gotta interrupt you here. So did you have any encouragement or support for this? Were, was your mom, were your family, they were, were they supportive of this idea or were they kind of uh, hesitant uh, that this is what you wanted to pursue? Well, I've always been like really strong willed and kind of when I make up my mind to do something like is that a euphemism for no stopping me. And my you know, my mom, you know, she she's she's always been my biggest fan and biggest encourager. She's yeah. she's the one who definitely, you know, was the first person to kind of put in my mind that, you know, anything that I I can believe and and, and work hard at, I could have I it. it. She she just always instilled that in me. And so yeah. you know, when I got to the moment where I was like, This is what I wanted to do, she you know, I know she was reluctant for me to go, but at the same time it was everything that she 
she had taught me that kind of right. was the driving force and pushing me to go out and, and pursue what oh, I, I wanted to. I love it. And so at 19, you packed up, you moved out to L.A. I mean, and so what was that experience like? I mean, growing up in a small town in North Carolina to Los Angeles. Yes. Uh, so when I got to L.A., I found out really quick that uh, the amount of money that it takes to live there is totally oh, so different. Expensive. Than it I mean, it is, <laughs> it is quite I mean, it's, I've lived in L.A. for a little bit and it is it is a very, very expensive city to live in. Right. And so I had no idea. Keep in mind, like I had never been outside of North Carolina. So yeah. it, was, it was a it was a shock in a lot of different ways. And I found myself, you know, with that within the first couple of weeks I was, you know, broke. I had nowhere to stay and I knew nobody. I was way across the country. Wow. And, uh, and I, so I ended up homeless in LA for the next two years, you know, oh just gosh. sleeping in squads, abandoned buildings, your homeless shelters and covenant house, mission, skid row, all that kind of stuff, you know, for, for the next couple of years, just trying to pursue, you know, what I thought would be, be a better life for myself. Uh, Damien, I mean, would, I, I can't imagine that. I mean, so you're going out at 19, you know, bright eyed and you know ready to take on the world and then you know just trying to to eke out a living i mean you go from with all this hope and ambition and then you go to being homeless i mean what was that like i mean was it a, a daily struggle to to keep your dream alive or uh, what was that like for you it was it, it, it was it was definitely tough it was one of the toughest periods in my life but it was also like the most uh uh, it, it, it played the biggest part in, in sculpting me and, and, and also, you know, me understanding who I was as a person. Because it's a lot. It's easy to say you you want to do certain things and do certain things. But like when when the work has to come and when the when the valleys come and those kind of things come, you really find out what your character is about. And it helps, you know, breed character, I think. So, yeah. Well, but you know, I got to ask you, Damien, I mean, that's pretty much rock bottom. I mean, was there ever a point in which you thought to yourself, well, maybe this isn't for me. Maybe I should just uh, pack up and go back home. I mean, uh, you know, did you ever have those doubts and what carried you through onto your, your goal and your mission? Uh, absolutely. I, I had those thoughts, you know, fairly, you know, frequent at times, you know, but a lot of them was just like, like ultimately I always go back to my faith in God and, yeah. you know, where it talks in scripture about having plans to prosper and give me hope in the future, and, you know, clinging on to those things. And then like, it was constantly like at the right time, like almost at the very, you know, last minute, you know, Divine just random people. Heaven. Yeah. Yeah. People would come into my life and, uh, you know, give me a word of encouragement or, or give me an opportunity that allowed me to hang on a little bit longer. Yeah. And, and, and all those people were, became like heroes to me. You know? oh, I, I love it. And Damien, at what point did the clouds sort of part and you saw that sunshine and you realize, okay, I, you know, I, I, you persevered for two years, you're, you're living, just eking out a living day by day. But at what point did things start to really change and, and shift for you? I think the, the where it really started to shift for me is actually I after the two years I I literally just was able to save up enough money to come back toward the East Coast almost kind of almost kind of giving up on the dream of what I initially thought and it was like okay well maybe I'll do something else in music I made my way back to North Carolina just for a few months and was going to go to college and do you know that kind of thing mm -hmm. and, and just well maybe I'll work behind a soundboard and then like after a semester that I was like no it's not who I am and then I. <laughs> I packed up again and made my way to Nashville, Tennessee. And that's when things kind of started opening up for me. Wow. Is when, when I got to Nashville. And what opened up for you when you went to Nashville? 
Well, I, I, you know, one of the when I first got to Nashville, I remember seeing on Second Avenue and Broadway. If you ever get down there, you see people kind of sitting on the side of the road, you know, busking is what we call it. But you know, they're playing instruments and they're singing on the street, and people are kind of throwing money in their cases and stuff like that. And I remember seeing people doing that, so I was like, okay, well, I, I can do that. That doesn't take anything. So I just sat down on the side of the street. I would do that, you know, for hours upon hours, and and you know, save enough money, to, you know, to get a meal or you know, get a hotel room right. and stuff like that. And um, one particular night, this is probably after a few weeks of being in town, this guy kind of walks by with a big old black cowboy hat and a handlebar mustache. And he kind of walks past me and he stops and, and then he throws $100 in my case and he keeps listening. And then we start t- talking and he started playing some music. And I didn't know who it was, but I, I later found out it was um, uh, John Rich from the country. Duo, oh, you're big kidding me. Oh, and, wow. Yeah. Yeah. And so from that moment, he, he, he invited me to do this thing that they had called the Music Mafia. And it was just a group of artists who were loved the business, kind of maybe have been burned by the business in some way. But they 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 formed this crew of musicians who would just play and um, just do, do music they love the way they want to do it. And it became kind of like this movement in Nashville during that time. And it, it kind of grew from there. And a lot of people, you know, started getting record deals and publishing deals from that. And eventually we went on tour. And, and that's where things kind of really turned around for me. Yeah. And I mean, at, at that point, Damien, I imagine, you know, your faith really kept you going. Was there a moment where you're kind of thinking, oh, my gosh, this is this is why I, I went through everything I did. And I mean, I, I just want to know, was there that kind of moment for you where you just are in the moment and you realize the doors are opening up for you? Yeah, you know, I remember the first uh, tour that the Mafia did was opening up for Hank Williams Jr. And I remember being out on it. It was just the most random, you know, like <laughs> circumstance, you know, specifically for me as well as being a, being a black man. Just like, you know, being on a tour opening for Hank Williams Jr. in, in a country setting, in a country world. And, uh, and I remember being on stage with those guys and just singing and playing and then just thinking like, man, like literally like a few months ago, I was like, saving up enough money so I could like, you know, get a hotel room and I was sleeping right. in my car. You know what I'm saying? And so like just thinking having moments like that, like aha moments like that and just taking the time to see that it just really like were moments where I like, wow, you know, like this is what that hard work was for, you know, and yeah. it's finally starting to pay off. And I'm gonna I'm gonna segue a little bit. I, I do have to ask you, I mean, what was it like when you called I imagine you must have had that moment where you called your mom and, and told her, "Mom, I've arrived. I've I've made it." I mean, did you have that moment? And what was that like? If you could share that with our listeners, yeah, I, I probably the the biggest moment for that for me was I had the opportunity, you know, to um, to put together a gospel choir for uh, Keith Urban uh, at the CMA Awards. This is kind of like one of my biggest, like you know, my first big wow. opportunities. Like I'm gonna be on the CMA Awards and yeah. I'm helping arrange a gospel choir and. And sing uh, with Keith, Ur- Keith Urban and, and do an arrangement for one of his songs called Better Life. And I remember, you know, and, and where I'm from, like, if you make it on TV, you're famous. You know, right, so it's right. kind of like, that's the deal, you know. And so I remember it was like my first, like, televised, you know, like, appearance. And, and I remember calling my mom and being so excited about it and telling her about that. And it's like, no, you got to watch TV this time. And this is when it's going to happen. <laughs> and, you know, and so, like, you know, all my, my family sitting around on television watching <laughs> watching the CMA Awards wow. so they could see me on there. So, you yeah, know, I just, bet you could I, like I bet you could feel your entire family's pride just coming through that TV set right to you. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. And I got so many calls and messages, you know, as it was going on and afterwards when I was looking at my phone and stuff. It was just, it was one of those really cool experiences for me. Yeah. I appreciate it. Thank you so much for sharing that, Damien. Well, are you ready for the Knowledge Burst session? 
Okay, yes, yes. All right. This is one of my favorite parts of the show, and I'm super stoked to have you on the show to ask you these questions. So, Damien, as someone who has spent his life in the arts, in music, do you have a particular media resource? And it could be a movie, book, or song that inspired you to keep going and to keep moving forward? Oh, man, that's, yeah, there's that's so many of those, you know, like, uh, one of my favorite um, songs is, is is a gospel song by uh, Fred Hammond called No Weapon. And, mm. and, 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 and it's basically based in scripture, it's just repeating that, that particular scripture, but like, it's like no weapon formed against me can prosper. So, I, you know, even all these things that kind of would come my way and feel like it was knocking me down, like, they might knock me down, but they never knocked me out. And it, it could never prosper, it could never finish me. And so like, those that that song like to this day anytime i hear it because i I listened to it a lot when i was homeless during the time when i was homeless and so i remember it being instrumental in me kind of like keeping my focus like okay i might be down but i'm not out and it won't prosper this weapon against me won't prosper yeah i absolutely love it i'm gonna switch it up just a little bit what advice do you have for those listeners out there who may want to pursue your dream the same dream of a career in music. I mean, you went through so much to get to where you are. What is one valuable piece of advice that you would have to that listener who wants to start a, a career in music? First thing, I, there's, a, there's a couple things I, I like to tell me, and I, I love this question because I've, I've been through that process, and hopefully, you know, in things that I learn, I can pass on to other people so they don't have to necessarily take the yeah. same. It, it'll help them jump a few steps. I know what was instrumental for me was literally when I started writing these things down where I could see it every day, like mm-hmm. what my goals were, like what I wanted to achieve in, in the industry. I would literally write them down and put them on my wall somewhere where I could see them every single day. Wow. And then I would make like tangible steps that I could do every day. For me, it was just like, you know, I, I didn't play guitar when I moved to Nashville. So I was like, okay, I need to be practicing every day. And I wanted my voice to be better. So these things, I, I just did the tangible things every day. And a lot of times you, you, it's, it's, it's definitely about putting in the work. You know, you, you do these things in the hopes of something bigger will come. But I, I, I promise a lot of times when you put that work in, in the beginning and you just kind of put your head down and do the work, you'll kind of lift your head up one day and be like, wow, I remember one day just kind of walking back over to the wall where I had all these post-it notes and, and writings of what I wanted to achieve. Mm. And I could literally start taking them all off the wall because I had accomplished so many of them. Yeah. Just like not even really focus on them, just knowing each day what I need to do to get closer to that. I absolutely love it. I, I absolutely, absolutely love it. Moving forward, listeners, goal setting, put it on the post-it note, tack it on your wall. Absolutely love it. Well, Damien, how do you recharge your batteries or reboot when you feel like maybe you've hit a wall or a roadblock? Uh, when I when I do that first, I, I, I just recently, probably in the last few years, really got into meditation. Just mm. like taking time every day to kind of sit down, whether it's 10 to 15 minutes, and just really allow my mind to kind of like relax and let thoughts go where they go and breathe, you know, and focus on what, uh, what I what I want to see in life, what I want to happen in life, what I want want to uh, accomplish, and just do that in a, in a form of meditation. Meditation has become a, a bigger uh, deal to me. And then also, just you know, you have to you have to have balance in life. You know, yeah. you can't get so focused on like, oh, this goal, this this goal, this goal, and and kind of like, you know, the balance actually helps your goal. Believe it or not, yes. you know, having the balance of like work and rest, work and play. You know what I'm saying? Like, so having that balance is always 
uh, been a good tool for me to not get so bogged down by, you know, because you can get so caught up in what you're doing sometimes. And if it's not going your way, everything's in that basket and you start to it starts to weigh on you across the board but if you have the balances across life with friends and families and other hobbies and things that you do it kind of keeps you even killed yeah hey moving forward listeners you can find links to many of the books and resources mentioned by today's guest along with offers to try out audible and amazon prime these are affiliate links for which i receive a small commission which helps the podcast and is greatly appreciated you can find these on the write-up for today's episode at be moving forward Damien, are you ready to do a little time travel? I am. (laughs) All right, we're going to step into our time machine here, and I want you to pick a time in your life where maybe you were going through really something, something really difficult, the most difficult period in your life, maybe when you were homeless for two years. Go back, and we're going to revisit that past self, and you're going to have a conversation with him. What is one piece of advice that you would like to share with past Damien? The one piece of thing I like to share with Past Damien is, first of all, to constantly stay focused on on God. You know, I, I think a lot of times in in my life, when I even when I was in those tough situations and I started doubting and, and I would kind of get away from that, uh, it just made those times even more tough and 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 seem more less hopeful. You know, and I I just remember even when when the times when I I was close to God and I was constantly reading and, and searching Him and, and those kind of things. Even when things seem chaotic around me, I had a peace, you know what I'm saying? And at the end of the day, it's just like uh, I really believe that joy and peace is, is a state of your mind, you know, and, and you can you can find it in any situation, even in the worst situations. But it, it's hard to do if you don't have a constant. And for me, God has always been that constant. And anytime I get away from that, you know, everything seems to start shifting. And, and, and so just kind of telling my, you know, my, you know, younger self when I was homeless in L.A. to. Uh, don't get so focused on what you're seeing, but uh, keep your faith in God and, and stay rooted in that, and everything will work out. Yeah, and how do you think your past self would have responded to that advice? Well, I think I think <laughs> my past I think my past self would have understood those principles, but uh, it's a lot harder to you know it's a, a lot easier to say than to do at yeah. times, you know. And and I never I never take that for granted because you know you you tell people that and you even tell yourself okay like when things get tough this is what you need to do but it's a whole different ball game when you're in Actually that situation in it, yeah. so you know but but a lot of times if a lot of times that's why i said there's been so many heroes in my life because when i wasn't strong enough to kind of keep that focus in my mind and in my heart people would come along and give me those same words so like it's almost like somebody possibly did some time travel and came and spoke to me anyway you know yeah absolutely aligned around me at the right times to give me that when I needed it. Yeah, I love your candor. Thank you so much for sharing that. Well, Damien, how can our listeners connect with you and learn about all of the great work that you're doing now? Uh, you can find me on any social media uh, through my name, Damien Horn, D-A-M-I-E-N-H-O-R-N-E. And I also have a, a blog called EncourageInspireMotivate.com, which is a landing page for a lot of great things that's just going on in the world. I like to highlight that, you know, I feel like sometimes that the world can be oversaturated on one side. So I just want to focus on a lot of the good things that other people are doing. So you can check that out as well. Awesome. And we'll have all of that on the write-up. Damien, I would love to have you close out the show. So using no more than three to five words, what parting wisdom would you like to pass on to Moving Forward listeners? Encourage, inspire, and motivate others. And when you do that, you shine. 
I love it. Encourage, inspire, and motivate others. Damien, I want to thank you so much for taking time out of your super busy schedule to join us today to share your story and your knowledge bursts so that our listeners can be inspired to move forward. Oh, no problem. Thank you, John. Thanks for the opportunity, man. And Moving Forward listeners, once again, check out this amazing story at bemovingforward.com. Follow us on Facebook, LinkedIn, Twitter at bemovingforward. Join us next Tuesday for another extraordinary guest. Have a great week and remember, always be moving forward. Now it's time for you to move forward and unlock the extraordinary in you. Moving Forward is produced by John Lim and Bali Solutions, LLC. All rights reserved.